Hi friends, I'm Erin from Whalen Farms and Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 100 plus acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we are building our homestead from the ground up. Well, hello and happy 2024. I am not going to sugarcoat it. It was very hard this past week as I was um, trying to come up with what theme or what was the first podcast I wanted to release in the new year. I don't know why, but it really felt intimidating because I think whether you are a New Year's resolution kind of gal, you guys know that I am, or whether you are not, we all want to start this year with good intentions, with um, encouragement, with positivity, with other people uplifting us, with maybe some goal setting. And so um, I wanted to be, I wanted to contribute to that in a positive way and not just add more filler and fluff and go get them. You know, like I just wanted to say, well, what can I bring and maybe impart or gift to you? that would be beneficial to you, that could be encouraging, and that um, you could take today and just start implementing into your life and feel and see maybe some improvements in health and just other things. And so um, I was like, well, let's talk 10, I th- my, ten, my top 10 ways to kind of change out some of the, the toxins, the crap, the fillers that Uh, are out there that are very standard and typically used and instead input some other things that are cleaner, safer, healthier, so that you and your family can feel better and just sit in the knowledge that you are adding in less crap (laughs) to your body and to your life. And right now, we're all trying to remove all the crap. I'm like purging the kids' room. I'm purging everything. And I'm also purging my pantry, my um, products in my bathroom, like all of that. And so I just wanted to chat with that on here with you guys. And, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Travis last night. We were in bed and we were chatting about this episode and what I wanted it to be. And I was like, you know, I have lived this lifestyle for so long at this point. And yes, I'm always implementing and adding new things and cutting out other things as I learn new stuff. You know, living a healthy lifestyle and maybe being slightly crunchy and just suspicious of <laughs> standard products um, is always going to, you're always going to be learning new things. But I've been doing certain things for so long now that it is so just second nature that I don't even realize that other people do it differently. You know, until you start talking to other people and you're like, oh, what I do is not what the standard maybe American would do or the standard person does. And I choose to do it differently for specific reasons. And so we kind of broke down the top 10 that we both felt. And I asked him and um, he definitely was not on this health journey kind of before our marriage. But as I have shared with him and I just exposed him to different things and He's, he's very much on board with cutting out uh, a lot of the stuff that we chatted about on here. And so he was the one, it was so key, he was the one that mentioned um, food dyes, which is such a huge thing, and um, adding in, oh, cleaner meds, like just just some fun stuff. So we're going to chat about 10 things that are very easy. If, if you're already doing some of these, great. If some of them, if all of it just seems overwhelming, pick one, two, four, whatever it is that you most feel convicted about in your life and try to work on those at the at first and then highlight this episode, come back, maybe add in a couple more things later on and just slowly work up to what feels 
right for you and your family. There is no right or wrong in a health journey. We all learn at our own pace and we all are convicted of different things at different times just based on our own lifestyles. And that's okay. So without further ado, let's get in. And these are not like in any specific kind of order, but at the end I will highlight which ones I feel like probably if you only had to do a few, do these ones first um, and we'll get to that. Also, I will link below all of the products that I am talking about so you guys can access those very easily. Just look in the show notes and they will be there. If you don't see something, let me know. Um, first up is ditch the dryer sheets and use dryer balls. This is such, not only is it healthier for you, but it's so much more cost effective. I have been using dryer balls for over six years now and I have purchased two, two sets. So two sets in six years and I think they were like, 18 or $23 a set. So instead of dryer sheets that you're purchasing over and over and over again, I spent tops 40 bucks the last six years to keep my clothes static free and to help my products, my clothing dry faster in the dryer. Um, dryer <laughs> sheets contain some pretty nasty stuff along with animal fats which coat your clothes and can cause issues with your clothing. It all They also contain um, benzyl acetate, a known carcinogen. They contain chloroform, which is a neurotoxin. And these chemicals cling to your clothes, exposing you to unnecessary health risks. Um, and they also coat your dryer, which can actually increase fires within your dryer. If you get a new dryer and you look at the um, information on it and read it, the dryers, pretty much every single one of them says, please don't use dryer sheets because that's kind of like their disclaimer to where if a fire starts because you use a dryer sheet, they're not liable because in their standard information, they said don't use those. They contain animal fats, which catch fire um, along with all this other crap that there's in there. And it's, our skin is our largest organ so this along with, you know, we could go into so many different things, lotions, perfumes, all those different things, but you're, you absorb those into your body. And so especially if you have allergies or things like that or very sensitive skin, ditch the dryer sheets and use dryer balls. If you love like a scent, you can add an essential oil, like dropper on the dryer balls. Um, I just, just <laughs> I don't do that really like every now and again I will but most often I don't care my clothes come out smelling clean like they don't have to have a scent I think we're so addicted in society to things smelling good and that smelling good equals clean when usually smelling good is a mask for something else and it's not really the definition of clean clean should be smelling of nothing at all because there's nothing on it because it is clean. Um, and I will even go a step further and say it is really great in the summertime to even not utilize the dryer at all. One of the first things I asked for one of my birthdays in our new house was a clothesline. I've always had clotheslines when I did um, diapers with Tyron, when I did, you know, cot or cotton diapers. I think, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Anyhow, just I would hang them up on the line outside and Hanging up whites on the clotheslines are great. You can avoid using bleach that way. The sun is a natural 
it has natural bleaching in it. And so if you hang up whites every time that you wash them, you're actually going to keep them white by the sun helping you out. So you don't have to add additives and things and bleach into your wash cycles, which is going to prolong the longevity of your clothes. Anyhow, I'm not bleaching it because bleach strips and just, you know, if, you, if you've ever had an old piece of clothing, and you put it in there with bleach and it just like eats through the clothes. That's what bleach does. And it's not good for your skin either. So ditch the dryer sheets use the dryer as least possible as you can in the summertime there is nothing as good you guys as sleeping on sheets that have been dried in a spring breeze i kid you not you will sleep so much better i'm sure there's been no statistics done on this but i can guarantee you you will sleep better on sun-dried sheets just trust me on this one give it a try this is a money-saving hack there's also so much better for your health so and these are um, i get mine off of amazon there's some great companies that have really great dryer balls in there check them out and enjoy that second up is pretty darn we are talking deodorant and i am so extremely grateful that my mom never subscribed to the regular deodorant ever she from the very beginning, I don't know how she knew <laughs> that aluminum was so horrible for you, especially where under your armpits, where you have all of these lymph nodes, where there's so much, where your body secretes sweat, where it cleanses itself, that by adding all these chemicals under there, I mean, it ups your risk for breast cancer. There's just so many, I mean, Alzheimer's, there has definitely been aluminum studies that have linked aluminum to Alzheimer's. It is not like a weird thing or a conspiracy theory anymore there is definite linkage there to that and so we all need to not um and there is different detoxes and things you can do if you have been using that i think i used it pretty consistently for a little bit while i was running very heavily because i will 100 percent admit that it is harder to find a natural deodorant that um that helps with the smell, I think, as long, like the longevity isn't always there. But I also think that that is because we need to detox because we've been shoving these chemicals up in our armpits for so long that we shouldn't really be secreting that much smell when we sweat. And that usually is an indicator of another issue. I would 100%, if you guys have not listened to, I'm going to do a shout out to um, Red Pill Your Health podcast. Um there is a there's two people that that are on it that I absolutely love and one of them was a nurse practitioner for years and they just kind of talk about how so this may be weird but my <laughs> I noticed several times that my right armpit would stink more than my left and they said it's because your right is above your liver and your liver needs to detox and so I actually recently have started doing castor oil packs on my liver um, and I'm really excited to see what kind of benefits they have but they're but he said it was just so weird because I was like oh my gosh my right armpit it does stink more often than my left one and it's because it's above this liver which is supposed to be cleansing your body and if it stinks you need to give your liver kind of a, a flush or whatever and so I'm working on that right now but there is definitely I have tried so many different ones just honestly because I feel like if I use one for a long period of time it doesn't it's not as effective so I have to kind of swap it out every now and again um and so I've tried pretty much every brand that you can try out there right now. I actually had a friend who gave me a, um, it's called Little Seed Farms Deodorant Cream. And I have had used cream in the past with really good results. And I really like this one. And they have a trial 
pack on Amazon where I think they send you like seven different ones. And each of these trial packets I can use for over a week. Um, and so and I've used um, tons of different ones, but I will link probably my favorites on there and just grab some, try them, play around with it. And it's so this is just so huge, you guys like your armpits are linked to your health. I swear it might sound weird, but do your research. And I definitely, especially little girls and little boys, all these kids that are, let's start them out clean. Let's start them out not having all this stuff to where they feel like they have to backtrack or do cleanses or makeup for a lifestyle that, you know, we didn't know any different. We've done some things unbeknownst to us, but let's, let's change that for our kids and start them out better than what we knew. You know, let's do better for them. Um, number three is ditch unnecessary cleaners. <laughs> you guys have no, I have been riding this horse for the last several episodes because I have been talking about one of my favorite cleaners. But honestly, cleaning should uplift us and clean our house and not harm us. And many commercial cleaners are harboring harmful chemicals, you guys, like phylates and ammonias. And they are so bad for us. Carcinogens, there's just so much crap in them that are causing asthma, they're causing headaches, they're causing so many issues within ourselves that we, we think we're fixing things by cleaning the house and we're actually making things worse. And so I, the last, I mean, I don't know, probably like, again, like six, seven years, I've hardly ever purchased regular cleaners. I have had bleach. I still have bleach in my house that I use on occasion. But all these other weird cleaners and the cleaning aisle, I basically completely avoid. I use microfiber cloths. I um, had like a someone introduced me to Norwex years ago. I had a Norwex party. I had their mop. I had their microfiber cloths. Hot water and a microfiber cloth can clean um, up almost any mess. Um, I use um, vinegar every now and then. Um, baking soda, pretty standard stuff. Um, but I also love my force of nature, um, total plug to them. I have been using the force of nature products for a little over a year now. Um, basically, uh, force of nature transforms salt, water, and vinegar into a powerful cleaner, um, that cuts grease so well. I had butter that I left on the stove and like it's a little packet and I didn't even think about it. I put the butter on my bread, set it out there and I turned over and was doing something else and the, it just melted out of the packet all over the top of my stove. And if you know butter and just grease and things like that, it is so hard to get the, the sheen and just the last layer off. But I sprayed the force of nature, cleaned it up, sprayed it one more time and there was no grease. You could run your hand over it and it wasn't that filmy gross stuff. It is a really, really good, powerful, deep cleaner. And I use it all over my house. I use it on the toilets. I use it everywhere. I use it in place of what I would use for bleach. It also does not affect colors. And they have some great sales right now um, because of the new year. And this is kind of the time where people are cleaning, they're organizing, they're just kind of gutting their whole house and starting from scratch. So I will definitely link um, my affiliate link with them in the bottom. If you guys click on that, it's no extra cost to you, but I do earn a small commission, which I'm extremely grateful for. It helps keep this podcast running so I can come on here and share this information with you and chat. And it is 
I have not had one person that I've shared it with yet that's purchased it who has not messaged me back and said, this is a really great product. Thank you so much for recommending this. And it is so much more cost effective than the store. This is another one of those to where you get it and you get the little container that um, electrolysizes it. And then you buy the little vinegar salt salt packs and you add to your water. And it's so inexpensive compared to buying these like Clorox bleach sprays or whatever else they're like $7 a pop and they don't last very long and all the crap on the aisle. So this is just a really, really great, easy way to just clean out all of under your counters, replace it with some vinegar, some baking soda, some micro microfiber cloths, the force of nature, and you're good to go. There is not much more you're going to need on top of that, which is a pretty amazing feeling. I love being able to have a couple things that just function really well so I can get rid of all that crappy clutter that's for this one thing and for this one thing and just have an all-purpose. I am I am here for that. I am in that phase of my life where less is better. <laughs> um, number four is redu reducing, wow, sorry about that, reducing artificial scents in your home. The sweet smell of artificial scents can actually kind of mask a very dark reality that these scents often contain. Again, phylates, look it up, get like, uh, I guess, get familiar with what that actually is and what it does to your body. It is linked to reproductive issues and other volatile, and they have other volatile organic compounds in them um, that can irritate your respiratory system. Again, you guys, our kids, like we feel like we're doing I don't know, we used to go get bath and body and the lotions and the candles and all these things. And then now we are just seeing this huge issue with women trying to get pregnant and reproductive issues in males and females. And the correlation that I see is that we have added all this gunk and all these scents and all this stuff that alter how our bodies are supposed to run. It interrupts our actual system. And again, it's doing a disservice to us. Fragrance is not a great thing most of the time. And so another one of those things that let's kick it in the butt right now. Let's not ever introduce those things to our kids. Let's avoid that for them and give them clean ingredients so they can maybe avoid some of these problems that are so standard right now. I'm not saying we can avoid all the problems. I get it. Um, but if we can try to avoid by just simple changes, that's not a bad thing. Um, and so uh, Glade plugins, anything Glade, throw out of your house. Like, I'm not even joking. Glade, basically put cancer beside <laughs> Um, get it out, please. Get it out of your house. Get all that stuff out of your house. You know, I went through a phase. I think that there is obviously a check and a balance. I went through a phase for a long time where I would not for years, I wouldn't have a candle in my home because I was like, candles have so much crap in them. They are so bad for you. And I just, I refuse. I refuse to participate. And after a few years, I would do like the, the pots on the stove, the simmer pots and things like that. And that was all fun and, and everything. But I really did. Sorry, I keep bumping my mic. Um, I really did miss just the flicker of the candle. And then I found out you can just get 100% beeswax candles, you guys, that don't have, honestly, okay, they do have an amazing scent because they smell like honey. And right now, this time of year, oh, you guys, it is the best scent to have in your home. And it's not overpowering. You don't really smell it unless you're up close to it or you have like a three, like flame one burning in a room and you walk in. But it has this cozy ambiance, this just little sweet honey smell, and they are amazing. So if you are sensitive and you maybe you've always wanted to have candles, but you couldn't because you get headaches, 
100% beeswax candles are the way to go. Make sure you have a good, nice cotton wick. Call it a day. You're, it's going to be amazing. And then the only other candle that I really do enjoy in my home are I have the Antique Candle Co. candles. I have looked at their ingredients. I have worked with them in the past. I really, really enjoy their candles. They have some amazing scents. And it's one of those things where it's probably not maybe the best, but it's way better than the pillar candles you're going to go buy at Walmart or Bath and Body Works or any of those things. The ingredients are so much better. And so every now and then I definitely will splurge and I will put something like that in my home because it makes me happy. And it's such a small amount that I'm okay with doing that. And so you just kind of have to realize again, like what was really important to you and what you cannot compromise on and then just structure your, your home and your purchasing and everything around those things. Um, five, we're just, we're just skipping right on through these. I like it. Add fermented foods to your diet. This maybe seems overwhelming because maybe sourdough, you know, sourdough's fermented bread. Maybe that seems like a lot. So don't start with sourdough. You definitely don't have to. Sourdough is not hard, but there is a learning curve to it. Um, there's so many YouTube videos and amazing tutorials out there. And if that's something you want to invest some time in this year, I 100% guarantee you, you will be glad you did. But if that just feels overwhelming right now, there is so many other ways to add fermented foods into your diet. You can do um, water kefir, such a simple thing, kind of like a sparkling water, add some juice to it. So good for you. The um, probiotics and everything in it are amazing. You can do milk kefir. We buy raw milk um, from a local dairy and I make milk kefir and we use that for smoothies and so many different things. It's kind of like a thinner consistency yogurt. There's kefir grains is what they're called, which is kind of like a, the Scooby if you're going to do like kombucha, kind of the same concept, the mother of apple cider vinegar. <laughs> and so it's really, so you just reuse it over and over again. And you can do it with raw milk. You can do it with just regular store-bought milk. It will level up any kind of milk you're using um, to make milk kefir. Oh, it's so good, you guys. And it's got this kind of like nice, sour, yogurty taste. I don't know. It's just good. Um, and then you can also do things like, um, I wrote everything down too, so I would not get confused. Um, okay. Sauerkraut, sauerkraut, kimchi. I made sauerkraut from my cabbages in my garden last summer. It lasts about, um, six months fermented in the fridge. Like you do a counter ferment and then you put it in the fridge and you just add it to like salads, add it to sides of things. Try to just get some in every day. Very simple. If you start the kids out young, it's actually kind of a taste where once you have it, it's one of those things that you kind of crave after a while. I don't know. I can't explain it, but it's really, really good. And so just add some fermented foods into your diet a little bit here and there. It is so good for your gut health and gut health is huge, you guys. Gut health is huge. Okay. Um, this kind of goes into five. Number six is add more whole foods into your diet and less boxed goods. Um, again, I think, you know, like sourdough bread is great, but, and I think yeast bread kind of gets a bad rap, which I get because sourdough bread is better for you, but Here's my stick, is if you feel intimidated by sourdough bread, don't just go buy bread from the store and call it a day. It is so much better to make your own yeast bread at home 
then go buy the bread at the store. Like if you're not to sourdough yet, start with a yeast bread at home. Start with some solid, good flour that has a nice protein content in it and make your own bread. Just just play around with it. And then if you feel like leveling up one day, go ahead and try the sourdough. But no matter what you get at the store, what you make at home is going to be better. Unless you can source a really good someone who makes it locally and they have a great sourdough. You know, like I go to a store that's local, amazing store, love them. They have a ton of health foods. They have, they sell sourdough bread that is not sourdough bread because if you look on the back, it's made with yeast. There are so many things that are marketed as sourdough that actually are not. And so just be aware of that. If you think you're buying sourdough, flip it around. Does it say yeast in it? It's not a sourdough then. Um, and so that's just something to consider. But Anything that you can do, like can you get on Sundays? Can you make a roast so that you can slice it up and use for snacks or sandwiches throughout the week? Can you hard boil some eggs and just throw them in the fridge with some salt? Evelyn, my daughter, loves hard boiled eggs. That's a great snack for her. Bananas. Is there a way for you to avoid the kind of box? Honestly, like I used to forever have a hard time buying um, jerky because it's so expensive, but jerky is so filling and it's so good for you and it has a really high protein count and um and it's so much more beneficial for your kids to snack on meats cheeses um sourdough breads things like that are just there's they give you so much more bang for your buck than this than the wheat thins and the crackers and the weird stuff at the at the stores so if you can lean into what you can and just try to cut out a few of those you know we used to have I'm not even going to lie. Like we used to have fishy crackers. I, I would buy the, the big old boxes of fishy crackers from Costco. But as I kind of got further on my health journey, I realized those were not beneficial for my kids. And so we cut them out. And sure, my kids were not happy for a few weeks. But you know what? They very quickly, even to me, surprisingly, got over it. And I just offered them different alternatives. And they were okay with that. And after a while, they didn't ask for them anymore. My son asked, he's, he said, Mom, can I have some fishy crackers for Christmas this year? And I said, sure, bud. So I bought him a little sack of fishy crackers that he ate over Christmas. And he was happy and I'm happy and we move on with life. And so again, there's compromise. But kids are so much more resilient and easy to change than we give them credit for. We just have to push through that initial hard part and um, and they can usually uh, adapt pretty well. Number seven, the one my husband was talking about is avoiding food dyes. <sighs> if you guys haven't found me a while, food dyes are so horrible for you. They are linked to so many problems in children, in ADHD, in cancer, like all the crap that we've been talking about. Food dyes have that in them too. And what's super frustrating is that there are so many other countries that ban these food dyes, but because the United States doesn't and it's cheap and easy, they throw it in our food. And I just, it makes me irate. I was looking the other day for balsamic vinegar. I went to the store, something that you think, why would you put food dye in a balsamic vinegar? Half of them in the store had dyes in them. They had caramel coloring agents to make the balsamic vinegar darker. Why do I care if it's dark or not? I care about the taste. I care about the smell. I do not care how dark it is on the shelf. Put it in a darker bottle. Why do you have to put food dye in it? And then the other day, so I bought M&Ms, Christmas M&Ms, red and green. Okay, I know there's red color in there. It was a Christmas time thing. I compromised. But then 
I was reading the ingredients and it said geoengineered pro like geoengineered ingredients, which basically means like artificial ingredients. So not only were they putting food dye in, but it wasn't even real food. And I was so disappointed because I don't remember that last year. And I just think so much, especially as inflation is going increasing, you know, whether they say it's going down or not, like I know my food bill and I know my budget when I go to the store and I know how much I'm spending. And that's not changed much lately. But what I do see is I see big companies trying to cut corners so that they can still bonus themselves at the end of the year. And that's at the expense of us, the consumer, and the crop that they're putting in our foods. And we need to just say no. And so I saw that and I was like, no more. I will go spend the additional couple bucks to go to the organic section and get the you know, green and maybe pink dyed because red dye is really hard <laughs> to get naturally, you know. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that because I don't want to compromise on, I will not put geoengineered food <laughs> on my table. Like in any form, there is just that's a no for me. And um, and we don't even even yet fully understand, I think, the crap that that can do to us. So say no to food dyes. Do a little bit of research. I would say probably that's number one. If, if there's anything you can do before you go organic, before you go anything like that, cleaner, like less ingredients in the products is the best and avoid the food dyes. Eight. Number eight, here we keep, we're just, again, we're going good here. Cleaner medications. If you've ever checked the ingredients in your medications, like Tums and Tylenol, they often contain artificial colors and flavors, plus unnecessary additives that can cause adverse reactions. Um, the, the Tylenol, like, thank goodness I never gave my kids the regular Tylenol. I found alternatives a long time ago because food dye, even before it was cool, was something I was just, I was not okay with. <laughs> I was mad about. Um, and so that was something I was unwilling to give to my kids. Plus any huge brand, usually I have red flags about and I'm going to find some other smaller brand or um, a cleaner brand or a newer, something that aligns more with my um, goals. And so the brand that I really, really enjoy is called Genex, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Genexa, G-E-N-E-X-A. And they have... Um, they have clean antacids. So like Travis, sometimes he has, he comes home and he wants a Tums or something. I just purchased this for him and I was like, no more Tums for you because I just randomly checked. We don't take Tums a, bu a bunch, but I checked the ingredients the other day. And again, I was just like absolutely appalled. Why do I have these in my house? I've purged so many other things, but it's not something that we consume very often. And so it wasn't something I really thought about it until we were down to the last one I looked. And I was like, this has such nasty stuff in it. Um, but they have a really great kids line of cough medicines, of fever reducers, of things like that. If you know me for a while, then you know I'm definitely into um, herbs, into to tinctures, excuse me, into salves, into things like that. But if that's just too overwhelming for you or you're not that far in your health journey to where you want to experiment with different kind of herbal things, um, then just look into cleaner medications. And again, I will link those in the show notes. You can buy them off Amazon. They have a great line. Also get honey cough drops. Just be careful. I actually have a honey um, sucker or you can make it into a cough drop recipe on my blog. I'll link that too because I was buying Little Remedies um, honey suckers, but they contained, I think, artificial colors in there. And I was like so mad because I've been buying those for years and they said honey and they were the color of honey. And so I was like, okay, they're great. And then one day I actually turned around and read the label and I was just so ticked that I've been buying these for years, 
without actually looking at it. I was duped by the packaging and the marketing of the product. And it happens to all of us. So it is what it is. Next, number nine. Again, I would probably say this is one of the most important just because it's water. We all need water, whether you consume enough of it or not, whether you are hydrated or dehydrated today, you will at some point in the day consume water. Water, a basic necessity, can be a source of a lot of hidden dangers. Tap water, you guys, there is so many different studies. It has been linked to parasites, to pollutants. If you have seen some of those like TikTok videos, the viral stuff where they cut through these old pipes and the gunk and the buildup and the literal crap within those pipes, it's like sludge. It is not good. One of the reasons we moved to this house was because I wanted well water. I grew up on well water and I didn't want my water running from some plant in town. That wasn't what I wanted. And so I was able to pick that because we were purchasing this house. I understand that not everyone has that capacity. Even though we did that, I still bought a water filter. I want to get our water tested. It's on my list to do. I just haven't done it yet. But we have a Berkey in our house. And I know there's there's tons of different kinds that you can get out there. But I really love the Berkey. Um, you can research your own research on the different kinds. But you guys, like, good water, there's so much crap in the water. I was listening to an episode, I think, the other day on um, Red Pill Your Health podcast. And they were talking about just what's in regular tap water. And it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And it's one of those things to where it's a little bit of an investment. I think I have a th- I have a three gallon Berkey. Um, and if I filled up once a day, we're usually pretty solid because um, I drink about a gallon of water a day. The kids drink quite a bit. When Travis is home, I definitely fill up more because he goes through a lot of water. Um, but get get a water filter. You will thank yourself. Your family will thank you. It's the I like the Berkey because it doesn't filter out like the minerals and the good stuff. But no matter what you get, I definitely encourage electrolytes. Real Salt, which is a brand, has a really, really great electrolyte mix that I love. I think a lot of us drink a ton of water, but we're still not hydrated because we're not getting the minerals and the salts that our bodies really, really need to function well. And so I don't use regular table salt in my house. I use real salt, which is like a mineral salt, but you can do pink Himalayan salt. They just research salts, but do not go by just the standard table salt because it's not giving your body anything um, except sickness. <laughs> um in my humble opinion. So water, number 10, here we go. I should have added 11. I should have added seed oils, but we're not going to go there today because I forgot about it until just now. 10, source good meat, my friends. The meat on your table should be a source of nutrition, not of mystery. And store-bought meats can lack transparency in the processing and undisclosed activities, where the meats come from, where it went to get butch, all those different things. Like, again, <laughs> I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Oh, I forget the one I was... I forget it. There was one, honestly, with Joe Rogan where he talked with this really sustainable, amazing meat company. I forget their name right now. I see their logo in my head. I just can't name it. But local meat is so good, whether it's grass-fed or even grain-fed. Like I am, I might be, <laughs> I do like a grain-finished meat. Like grass-fed is great, but I do like a grain-finished. Obviously, if you can get organic grain or whatever, that's even better. But grain-finished has the marbling. I think that's like, neither here nor there, unless it's really something that you is important to you. But no matter what, locally sourced meat 
from your neighbor down the road or the farm 20 minutes away or whatever is going to be so much healthier and better and nutritious for you than the stuff you go buy at the store. Like I, we have butchered our whole lives. My grandma would always do cow. We do half a cow. We just butchered pigs. It is weird, you guys, to see the meat that you get from your cow and then you go to the store and you look at the meat at the store and it does not look the same as the meat that I have in my freezer from my cow. And so that leads me to wonder what happened to that meat, that it looks different, that the texture is different, that the color is different. Why does it look different than the cow that that I knew and butchered had a great life and it served its purpose. It's in my freezer to provide for my family. There's there's a disconnect there. They should look the same if they're both the same, right? And they, they're not. <laughs> so I definitely say we need, if anything, find your small businesses, find your local people, find your bread makers. If we need to buy things from the store, buy good bulk products and try to make things at home or to source things. I love Azure Standard. Azure is a great place to get stuff. Honestly, if I can avoid Walmart, I don't go to Target hardly at all, um, Kroger, it, all those places. Like I'll go to Costco and grab things that maybe I can't get from Azure or sometimes the prices are different. But Azure is really great, especially if you live rural. You go to um, standard pickup points. They usually do a drop off a month. I'll link them as well. Um, great products. They actually have really good sourced meat too. Again, if you can, I say find a local person to get your meat. But if you can't, there are some great places that will ship meat to you. Is it more expensive? Yes. Is your health worth it? Yes. <laughs> I, I believe that it is. And again, you know, like I, it might seem overwhelming to, to listen to these 10 things and be like, well, I, just, I can't do all these right now. Or mentally, I don't have the capacity then pick the ones that you feel most convicted about and work through those and then continue onward. This journey is never ending. I'm doing things that I'm sure in a few years from now, I'll be like, why did you do that? You shouldn't have. Like, look what you now have to fix because you should have been doing so-and-so. But I almost think it's kind of like a game too. Like, what else can I cut out or what can I change or what can I do to improve it? It's not something where I feel it as a burden, but I feel it as kind of like, how can I improve our quality of life and I take it as a challenge um, in a good way and so I hope that this is encouraging maybe eye-opening maybe you're gonna go to you know Google or DuckDuckGo <laughs> and look up some of these things and just kind of do your own research never take what I say as the gospel truth I want you to dig in I want you to do your own research I want you to come to your own conclusions because that's how it happened for me. Like I hear things over and over again, but only when I finally go through and I can see it or I feel it myself and I see the difference that I know like it's a change worth making, if that makes sense. So thank you guys for being here. Welcome to 2024. I hope it's going to be an amazing year and I wish blessings over each and every one of you. And I'll talk to you next week. I'm adding back on real quick that if this episode at all resonated with you, if you could please share it with a friend, um, share it to your Instagram stories. Let's get the word out of ways that are just very simple that we can take control of our environment and our health in the new year. Thank you, friends.